welcome back to Lost Arts Radio. This is our continuing series on conversations with Gabriel with our friend, Dr. Gabriel Cousins. And uh, today I thought it would be appropriate if we get comments from Dr. Cousins and I'll, I'll add in some points of view too on the world situation that's developing very quickly and uh, needs to be looked at and I'm sure it's on everybody's mind. So um, welcome Dr. Cousins, thanks for being with us again and we'll let you uh, do the start of the, of the gathering as usual with the dance and meditation and then we're going to sit around and talk for a while. So should be an interesting talk. Okay, thank you Richard. Um, I always like to start with a little bit of a prayer, which is merging the heavens and earth, and the planet needs that a lot right now. So this is merging heavens and earth and heart and mind. We should be cool, could you shall breathe, who shouldn't be a little communicate be a dash from Hashem, Kotzreel, Kola, Amen. So feel that merging of heart and mind. We call it wisdom of the heart. And may it, as we experience the wisdom of the heart, may it spread throughout the world. So, um, in 1802 in Russia, uh, the uh, famous spiritual teacher, Rabbi Nachman, was asked, you know, things are terrible. It's a complete disaster at every level. What do we do? How do we relate to this? Of course, that may sound a little familiar for most of us, but this is in 1802, so maybe things haven't changed quite so much. And he said, dance. Why did he say dance? Because when we dance, we are no longer focusing on all the outer drama and tragedies and difficulties, but we're actually letting that flow of the divine through us, and it lightens our perception, it actually opens our perception, so that we can really be fully present and remember that the truth lies within us as us. And that's the power of dance. So we're going to dance for a little bit. And then we're going to meditate to quiet our mind. And the meditation technique that I teach, and if you have your own, go ahead and do it. Or you're welcome to do this as well. Is yoda and in breath, hey and out breath. Wa and in breath, hey and out breath. Yoda from below what we call the base chakra. Uh, yoga we call Ukta Travini, the three rivers, and then uh, yo to the heart, and then hey, out to the heart, connecting to the world, connecting your hearts to the world heart. Wa, from the base to the third eye, and then hey, out to the heart. So it's with breath, yo, and then hey, wa, and then hey. And that way we're sending this energy to the world, but we're also activating ourselves to create a quiet mind. The second part of that <clears throat> is a the energy of uh, the, the awakening of the spiritual energy. In the Eastern tradition, we call Shakti Bhat. In the Western, Hariha. And 
the point being that we're going to sit in meditation and the, the energy comes through. It's like part of my soul energy coming through can help activate your soul energy, the spiritual energy in your soul, which may already have been awakened. And it's just going to add to it. The point that's deeper is it's our souls all connecting. If people had this awareness in the world, we really wouldn't be facing what we're looking at today. So that's the second part of it. We'll meditate for a few minutes with that, and then we'll have our discussion. So let's start with a little bit of sacred dance. Okay.
Now, we repeat the mantra and just focus on my eyes for a moment. We'll go into meditation for a few minutes. Here we go. the mantra as we stay in meditation.
And now we're going to begin the talking part of the program. Okay, welcome back, Richard. <laughs> I like the idea of setting this the uh, energy before discussion is great. Should happen at all the major negotiations everywhere. <laughs> right. For sure. Well, I guess we're, you know, this is kind of a change of plans because what we were thinking at the end of last conversation is that we were talking about the science behind the whole climate change issue, which is connected to geoengineering and all that. But there's some things going on in the world which most people probably noticed. And there's some pretty intense news. And there are some, if not entirely accurate, in quite honest, in, in you know, independent news sources that are not owned by gigantic uh, global corporations. And so we have some news out of the Ukraine area and um, surrounding regions. And what's happening now is being completely misrepresented by the mainstream news, as usual. I mean, that's what they do. They just follow orders to deceive people with a certain goal in mind. And they're doing that right now in great coordination. But um, what's really going on is, is different than what's being portrayed. So I thought maybe it would be good to set the stage with just a couple of basic introductory statements about what the three-dimensional situation is in Ukraine and what's going on around it. And then how do we relate to that? And how do you understand the whole situation and the meaning of it? If that seems okay to you, what do you think? It's okay. I mean, the truth is <clears throat> it the, it's very difficult to tell what's going on. Uh, there are some the level of disinformation, misinformation uh, yeah. is very high. They're using uh, videos and pictures of things four years ago or ten years ago. It's like <clears throat> they're completely uh, making it difficult. Right, right. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, one thing that <clears throat> seems fairly clear to me, and and I'm totally open to being corrected on this as on everything because you know we're we can only see from our current perspective but it looks like you know when you see a movie <clears throat> excuse me and when you get videos and there are alternate endings and you can choose ending a b or c and it's the same movie um there was a situation that played out i think it was 1962 and we probably both remember it quite well Cuban crisis Cuban missile crisis and John Kennedy was president he hadn't been killed yet and um, the pictures that he was getting and he doesn't you know he wasn't necessarily getting all accurate uh, intelligence either because that's all corrupted 
but he was giving pictures which he believed to be true and which may have been true that there were Soviet missile installations being uh, activated in Cuba, 90 miles from Florida and within quick striking distance of the rest of America. And it wasn't Russia at that time, it was the Soviet Union. And I think Khrushchev was the leader of it, if I remember right. And um, Kennedy made a decision that he would threaten to go to war, including nuclear war, if the missiles were not removed. And so the Soviet Union decided, for whatever reason, to back down and remove the installations, and there was no war. Um, I'm sure there was a lot more to it. That was, that was the part that seems like the basics. Now, the reason it's similar in some respects is that in 2014, corrupt Western criminal elements who are in favor of all kinds of destructive ends overthrew the government of Ukraine and publicly bragged about it, about the billions of dollars that it cost them to do it. And they got rid of the elected leader and put in an openly declared, uh, essentially, Nazi regime. And uh, it's not like calling everybody a Nazi like is popular now. These guys were highly Hitler and, you know, and worshipping the Nazis of World War II. And that was the installed government in Ukraine, paid for by the Western governments. And they proceeded to try to move more aggressively against the eastern portions of Ukraine, which are primarily Russian, and where they speak Russian, and they feel an allegiance to Russia for, for the most part. And there have been what's called a proxy war going on since 2014 between that newly installed uh, government that overthrew the elected one against the regional uh, partisanship of eastern Ukraine. And that's been going on for a long time with a lot of shooting back and forth. And the eastern Ukraine region, uh, people involved in that conflict were supported by Russia, the Russian government. Now, it's been augmented, that situation, by moving in billions of dollars of U.S. weapons right up near the border of Russia, similar to what happened in the Cuban Missile Crisis, but much, much bigger. And... The U.S. has openly, you know, declared they're sending billions of dollars worth of heavy weapons, uh, including nuclear-capable weapons, right to the border of Russia. And this has been going on. And Putin's government has been responding, we need some kind of mutual security agreement. Please stop doing this. Please reverse it. Because, you know, it's just like when America was threatened from Cuba, except it's not 90 miles away, it's right there. And NATO, which was an alliance formed to fight the Soviet bloc, the Warsaw Pact countries, which no longer is really relevant in the same way, has become an, a military alliance, primarily against Russia, as if it was the old aggressive Soviet Union, which is quite different. And the speeches that Putin has been giving right up to the present time, explaining their position, have included apologies 
for the Soviet policies and saying that communism was terrible and it's no longer the policy. But you have to stop threatening us with these heavy weapons on the right on our border. And NATO said, and the U.S. said, no, we're going to put in more weapons. So what would John Kennedy have done if the Cuban Missile Crisis had escalated the same way? Well, he publicly said he would attack. Okay, so this is alternate ending B of a similar movie. And the same thing happened. And the order was given for the Russians to attack and remove the threat. The entire Western media is leaving out the whole basis of the story, the, the history of it, and saying for no reason Russia, which just wants to kill everybody, is attacking. That's false. And it, it's in coordination being said everywhere. So the question is, what's the next step? Russia's been suggesting negotiation to have a ceasefire, and they've been holding back most of their troops that could be attacking Kiev and other places like that, hoping for a negotiated settlement and to avoid killing too many civilians, which a full-scale attack would do. Russia could wipe out Kiev overnight, not with nuclear weapons, but just with the heavy, uh, what do they call them, thermobaric uh, capability and other things like that. So, And they've been restraining themselves, trying not to. And so far... Instead of saying, yes, let's negotiate something, NATO in the West has been saying, no, more weapons. And in on top of that, the West has started to attack Russian civilians in the form of banking restrictions and sanctions, which hurt the general population. And there have been bank runs in Russia in response. And this is what Putin had correctly said was an act of war against the people of Russia, which it is. And the U.S. decided to cut off access to the SWIFT banking system. And it looks like they're doing everything to provoke nuclear war. And Russia had been said to put its nuclear strike forces on high alert. And Putin, I don't, don't have a confirmation of that, but of this next thing, but Putin has apparently sent his family into an underground city in Siberia, which is what you do to survive a nuclear war. And the West shows no interest in negotiating anything. Instead, they're putting all the media into the same story. Russia is Hitler. Russia is the attacker. Russia just wants to kill everybody. Completely not true. So what happens next, I don't know, but one thing I think needs to be clarified, and that's that the governments of these countries, the the people in power, are not the country. You know, the, the semantics of that is important, especially when some of the commentators say, we did such and such. No, most of the people aren't making these decisions. It's the cartels that are in charge. It's not we, and it's not the country. You know, the country of the U.S., and the country of Russia and every other country is the people and the land and the resources and the natural environment. Most of the people there in every country are regular humans. They don't do atrocities like we see the leaders doing. And so one of the issues is that 
the countries are not doing this. It's not the people of the U.S. or the people of Russia or the people of Europe. It's these leaders that have gained too much control and used it for complete destructive ends. And so that's what we're sitting on, what the Putin calls the brink of nuclear war right now. And he was not known for making theatrical statements like that. So what I would like personally prefer to see is some answer where the world can turn away from suicide. That's what I'm interested in. That's a pretty good summary, Richard. Um, you know, there, there are different agendas. These agendas have been going on almost 2014 for sure, but even before that. Um, and the whole issue of, of this Ukraine is, again, been something that's been around. You know, Hitler moved into it. You have Bobby R., which many, many Jews were killed, shot in a ravine, I think, in the middle of Kiev. I'm not sure exactly where it was. Um, the question is, what is really going on? Why are they doing this now? Now, I don't necessarily think it's a coincidence that as the uh, epidemic or fake-demic begins to be exposed, okay, uh, that it's not the problem it is, and and, and then China and, and Russia didn't inject their troops with the the, the injectable bioweapon, but the U.S. did. Right. What we're seeing is an effort to undermine the U.S. and it's no longer the number one world power, but we're looking at Russia having lots of sophisticated weapons. The U.S. also has them. They're just not publicizing it. And you have China and China and Taiwan. So we're looking at this kind of changing of uh, power in the world that's going on on that level. On another level, which is to me the important level, is that there's a desire to, as they put up the Deagle report, you know, we're going to eliminate a lot of the world population, and then we're going to create such chaos that you'll want a one-world government to try to guarantee peace. So on the bigger picture... This movement of forces, and I, you know, we see NATO not holding its agreement, encroaching on Russia, Russia finally responding, but still holding back because Russia could actually, right now, Russia's acting relatively um, not as overwhelming as it could, and it's losing a lot more soldiers for that reason because it's trying to create a space to negotiate. I think that window is closing, but there's agendas pushing it. Why is NATO pushing it? Why is the U.S. pushing it? We have to ask that question. Why are they doing it, particularly now that the COVID thing has become not so important? I mean, it's being exposed. So we have multiple agendas going on that really have to do with developing a local government among the survivors. 
So that's kind of a, a little bit of a, a, a kind of a, a, a larger view type situation. Um, it's it's a serious problem, and but I want to talk about it a slightly different way. It's just one of the serious problems is it's hard to tell what's going on. Now, pretty much the story that you have is pretty much what I perceive also. Okay, as I listen to the different things, pretty much. But the real question is: is people are learning not to trust the, the media, but more than that beginning or needing to trust our own kind of intuitive perception which is affected by of course by the media but also by the alternative media too everybody having slightly different stories so it's starting to put some responsibility on us to actually have to tune in intuitively at what is going on? Where is where is there a truth, in, in relative truth in this world? So that's one question that needs to it, that that is a good one. Is we're being forced to move out of uh, the mass psychosis that's been described. We've been forced to kind of look at it. Next question is okay. Even if we do see what's going on. How does that help us? You know, if you if you see two cars going to crash, seeing it clearly that they're going to crash doesn't exactly solve the problem. Like people are playing chicken, but are they really? It feels like there's an intent to create a disaster, uh, which will significantly weaken the United States. And the United States is the big obstacle to the one world government, even though many people in it are, in essence, bought off. Okay? Now, starting with the fake election, uh, you know, and really Biden and his son and so many people, both unfortunately Republicans and Democrats, although far more with the Democrats. Whose border are we protecting? We're protecting the southern border? Are we protecting some Ukraine borders? Or are we not really protecting borders anyway? We're just moving in position to create a one-world government. So all these forces are going on, and to a certain extent, the one-world government people, the globalists, um, it's to their advantage to have all this happen. And I think that's where we need to step back and say, wait, I'm not going to play into this. I'm going to turn inside and know the inner truth. We get blown up, we get blown up, but at least we're clear with our souls and we're not being deluded in the big picture. And it's also kind of a time where people need to start linking together, creating support groups to make it through these difficult times. You're going to say something, Yeah, I, I really agree with that, especially that last uh, statement you made. I've thought many times that <clears throat> not just between the U.S. and Russia, but between all countries, there needs to be more of a network forming where people are aware, not erasing national borders because that's not appropriate in the current world situation, but 
cooperation and appreciation between you know people of all these different countries and i think our our rulers agree with that because they're trying to block it you know they're coming out with suggestions that nobody can communicate with anybody in russia um anybody that has any kind of connections like that in fact there are people suggesting that russians should be arrested and thrown in camps like was done to the japanese americans in world war ii and so they're implicitly agreeing that our recognition of everybody in one family would be really powerful that's why they're trying to block it so i agree so what can we do is the optimum thing that we can do is raise the awareness so that they can't make this happen now one of the things that I'm starting uh, very, very soon is a worldwide meditation on a daily basis. Why? Because we actually know, according to the research, that when a certain percentage of the population is meditating, you actually shift the consciousness. So, for example, in Rhode Island, they brought in like 200 meditators over summer, and the crime rate dropped 43%. People said, well, that's a fluke. So next summer, they brought in the same amount, and the crime rate dropped 49%. Now, it's not a coincidence. And that pattern of creating peace in the area, including the Middle East, has been shown in many, many different, over 300 studies since 1973. So we actually have a way to begin to bring world peace. Uh, That we have. I mean, it's proven. There's no question about it. Now, can we galvanize ourselves to begin to do that? Well, we're probably going to start this uh, and it's and we're going to do it in a circle around the world, kind of different time zones. But I think what we're talking about is uh, starting uh, maybe by the 21st equinox, where the energy flows the most easily, and starting a we haven't exactly picked the, the time where we but where we all around the world meditate for peace for about a half hour uh, and kind of create this frequency that could literally, based on all the research, turn the world back into a more peaceful environment and people not uh, being empowered to kind of destroy everybody. So this is one real approach. I'm looking how many approaches but two, try to get clear thinking about it, uh, which means a little bit more intuitively. So somehow we need to step up to the plate and do something that has been proven to work, and that is going to be a worldwide peace meditation um, with a little nuance to help people clear the... Uh, effects of the of, of the bioweapon injection as well. So that's some that's where I'm going with it. It's like, okay, we 
trying to see what's going on. They're trying to get rid of America. They're trying to bring these other uh, actions into play. And we need to turn it around because we, the people, ultimately do have the power. We have the power of consciousness. Richard, you going to say something? Yeah, I think, you know, I've looked at all. I'm not saying that it's one thing or another. Either you do the consciousness work or you do physical remedies because I think they have to both work different levels. But on the physical level, a lot of people understand that there are things to do like you've done in your retreats for diabetes and things like that that are physical changes in lifestyle details that cause healing. But what fewer people recognize is what you just pointed out, that focused, changed consciousness is not just to make yourself feel like you're doing something. It actually affects your outside environment, and it even affects the actions of other people that are not involved. This is really critical, and I think it's not widely recognized. People think of this group meditation stuff as like, what do they say, kumbaya, you know, silly new age stuff that you just tell yourself you're doing something because you don't really want to do anything real. And the truth about it is that as the studies that you mentioned point out, what city was that in? Did you say New York or somewhere? It was Rhode Island. Rhode Island. The whole state. But I'm also mentioning the whole Middle East. They decreased, uh, brought people in, they decreased, you know, violence on many levels by 10%. Right, so if this being real, what that means, and the implications are really important to understand, the people who are sitting there meditating, not even telling anybody anything, were changing the behavior of the criminals. And if that one thing were understood, it's like the water experiment changed the crystallization in water glasses when focused positive energy was directed at them. It works on people, it works on animals, it works on every life form. It's been done, there are people working on this now. But it's never been scaled up, for some reason, to the level that it needs to be. And one of the messages of the current world situation is um, you don't have forever to do, well, in this situation, in this chapter of existence, you don't have forever to fix this. You need to do something now. and. You need to not say, well, we'll just take these little tiny steps that eventually we'll get somewhere. We're being, you know, it's like when you have a pop quiz and you walk into class and you said, well, I didn't know, you know, three months ago that we would have this pop quiz today. It's pop because it's a surprise. And we have a pop quiz now to see all this work we've been doing on meditation and positive energy and all that stuff. It's like we're being... An opportunity and a test and saying oh okay here do it with this and I think you know we've got enough signs that it's possible and that we have the capability to do it we need to impact the behavior and the consciousness of people who are not doing it that's the key and that happened in those experiments you cited so the people that whose behavior we need to affect not by forcing the behavior, but by changing their awakening process and their consciousness is the servants of the destructive agenda 
as high up as possible from the police and the medical enforcers and all these people and the soldiers right up to the commanders and ideally to the bosses of the dark side and their humans and spirit like we are and any of them could theoretically be changed if we can demonstrate the level of focus and positive intent that you're talking about and this is test time so that's that's what we're seeing together yeah and it's something we can do yeah it's been proven yeah so and we, we still at this point have the action they haven't made meditation illegal no and even if they did it's really hard to enforce of course i was kind of joking a little bit but the point is no they were doing Immediately. What was that? Say it again. They would do it immediately if it was practical. Yeah. And uh, so we're seeing they've tried, so they're talking lots of different things and taking your bank accounts and, I mean, so many different things. And they can't really steal your heart. They really can't steal your consciousness if you have the intent and that's why I meant by the importance of independent thinking as well. It's not just meditating, but it's like, wait, I'm taking back my mind from the media and all the pressures. And that's a conscious act because basically it's a hypnosis thing. The mass psychosis they're talking about is a hypnosis. And you have to step back from that and say, no. I'm not playing, and begin to kind of wall yourself off from the If your mind goes along with it, too. If your, mind, if your mind does not agree to the hypnosis, it doesn't work. That's right. That's my point. Yeah. So there's a, a, a deeper level of saying no. Okay, no, I won't get the shot. Okay, we got that. That's very important. Right. The next step is, well, I'm not going to really play in the matrix. I'm going to isolate myself away from it the best I can so it can't control me. Now, are we completely out of the matrix? No, but do we have to? Not really. We just have to get enough distance from it that we're not being controlled by it. Right. And, and again, the importance of the different levels because you've been working on diabetes for a long time there is some level that you could have people meditate at a certain level depth and intensity where it would cure anything in the body without any physical measures that's theoretically possible but we're not most of us are not there yet so at our current transitional stage it takes both levels to be working on you know you don't want to have a pure GMO diet and try to cure diabetes at the same time. And the rulers recognize the importance of the physical level too, to the consciousness. And, and it affects your mind, even your body does. They interplay all the time. So what they see as a solution is, and they've been talking about this, make a sprayable vaccine that nobody has to sign up for and makes your brain hackable you know and, and they're working on that now this is another part of the message that okay all this stuff we've been talking about 
as possible, it's time to demonstrate so that it doesn't go any further in the way that it's going. Yeah, so Bill Gates is talking about a sprayable vaccine that that can infect the non-vaccinated. Yeah, so you can be anti-vax all you want at that point, and it won't really matter. Now, the good news is the first part of this meditation, this worldwide meditation, is we have what we call true scalar wave meditation that because the mind, the power of the mind can overcome the physical. Okay. We know, again, that's been proven. So yeah. the idea of uh, we're going to start with a true scale meditation that will uh, dissolve all the nanobots and all the graphene oxide and graphene hydroxide and radiation that's in, that's in the system, but also will be in the in, the aerosol sprays. Yeah, and I want to make one point about that specifically, is that we don't, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we don't need a new belief system or a new religion because that's not going to cut it. You know, you can believe I'm healed, I'm healed. <clears throat> a lot of work, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is worn out. Uh, you can. There's been a lot of work done with what's called affirmations in the 80s and before, and they sold a lot of tapes um, where you say, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm healthy. And in most cases, it doesn't do anything except make the seller of the tapes rich and healthy. So the difference is it's not bad to repeat something in your mind because that has an effect, but it's the experience of it being real. And we can test it constantly because we're, we're looking at world changes and world peace. You can simultaneously do this with harmony in your own life and a feedback mechanism to know whether you're getting to the depth where this does anything is watch the feedback from your own life, your own personal life, and the actions of the people that you deal with every day. Are the nasty ones becoming nice and changing? Are situations getting better? Are you, is your physical body feeling better? You know, those should be happening when you're doing this because what we're doing is not trying to get a new group of people that believe in something. We need to actually take the step from that to doing it. So the meditation that you're talking about, we should see physical health changes. We should see situational changes, changes in the behavior of people in your life who you don't even talk to. They should change. This affects the whole movie that we're calling real life. And this is the chance to demonstrate. So there's two ways of talking about it, demonstrating it. There's over 300 studies that show that this works. So I, no, not I'm not so. actually looking at his face, you know, like, well, let's see if it works. It works. But we have to work it. Yeah, I'm, I'm application to what we need to change. Right. We know there's a study and there's a water experiment. There's all, the already done doctors in China. And there's all this stuff that proves that the principle is true. That's but, right. But the world situation has never been addressed on a global scale to the degree that it reverses. And it's time to do that. So what we know in the Torah is one will chase away 
uh, a hundred, five will chase away ten thousand. In other words, it's equal to possibly the square of a of the square root of one percent, or even the square of one percent. We know that in towns of twenty five thousand, this is sixteen different towns. When they one percent of the population was meditating, the crime rate went down sixteen thousand sixteen percent. It doesn't take a lot of people, and I, I don't even think it's by the number. Yeah, that's the point I'm making. Yeah, I totally agree. It's by the focus and the quality of what those individuals are doing. But we know we can do it. That's been proven. Now, we have to do it. That's the stage we're at, yeah. By next week when we meet, by next Tuesday, we'll have a time. What are we going to do? We're just having a meeting about getting the time that's worldwide that works. That's really what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Um, and that's the, the key important concept. So uh, trying to think, meditating all at the same time it involves some coordination of time zones. I'll put it that way. You're saying some people will be getting up at 3 in the morning to do this? Well, I'm trying not to. We're, we're, we think that the earliest will be uh, 7 in the morning. But you've got a 24-hour span if you look worldwide. So what I'm saying is... But we're, we're kind of looking at, as we're discussing it, and I people should give you feedback and let them, you know, we're looking at the Middle East, we're looking at Europe, we're looking at the U.S. and, you know, time zones. And then we're looking at the East Coast and the West Coast. So we're trying to include those time zones and try to pick a one-half hour to do it. Yeah, because there's two approaches to this. One is literal real-time synchronicity, where whatever time it is where you are. That's what I think we want to do. We were thinking about it. it, Rather than the time. Say it again? Rather than just whatever is 3 o'clock in your time zone, you do it then. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I think it's going to be more powerful, and it, you know, let's say we can get a span of 12 hours in there where enough time zones can overlap but still have a decent time with it. Yeah. At least 7 o'clock, uh, well, it'll be something that will go like from 7, for people getting up at 7 or also people uh, in the evening at 7, something like that where we cover 12 hours and it's one half hour of focus. Well, and I would invite people, this is so important, I would invite people in the outside areas that aren't covered in that 12 hours. Of course. Of if course. you're up to it, get up at 2 o'clock for half an hour and do it. Right. We also know what I was trying to say before is that we can affect the physical world. Research has shown that. Uh, yes. With the power of meditation, we, we affect the mind, but we can also actually affect the physical DNA. And we, we bring the, the DNA back to normal. Go ahead, Richard. I would say, you know, and this is kind of outside the box, that we, 
when you get deeper into things that are real, to the general perspective, they look more crazy. But we we can't take forever to get there at this point. So one of the things that I was going to bring up is the idea that the, if you realize your full power to heal on a world scale, you that requires as one of the prerequisites to realize that the current chaos and conflict and suffering in the world is part of our scattered projection, even though we don't intend it. And taking responsibility for that as the counterpart of giving you the power to fix it. That's good. That's good. So I think we've addressed it in a tangible way of what actually we can do is the exciting thing. That's right. It's actually true. And next week we will, you know, as our group meets, we will kind of pick a time and do a guided uh, meditation. We can even do that in this program. Because, again, I want to make the point that we can actually change the physical, that we bring the DNA back to focus. Without going into the detail, like the P53 gene, which is inactivated by the spike protein, we can reactivate the P53 gene. And if you just have the, since we don't have the detailed knowledge to micromanage everything that has to be changed in the body, science isn't even close to that. If we, if our intent is total harmony and healing, whatever that takes, then yes. appropriate genes will be fixed. The intent is the key concept. I yeah. have to have the intent. Why don't you leave us with a homework assignment to get ready for this? Well, the first thing I would say is get a habit of trying to meditate a half hour a day. Get yourself into that flow. It could be sunrise, it could be sunset. Just pick a time and work on your discipline to simply meditate a half hour a day, and then we'll again have the right time, uh, time next week. But we got to start with, we can do this. Maybe you can sit for 10 minutes. Great. So sit for 10 minutes for a while, you know, for a few days or a week or two or three, and then go to 15 minutes, then 20 minutes. Because there's plenty of people who can do that half hour, and you can get there. But maybe you can't do it right away. So get started. You're still having an effect. So that's my words of wisdom, which, again, is we have to go one step at a time. But uh, the whole idea is, is that uh, do what you can do and let it keep growing as you get stronger and your mind gets stronger in the process. And so we kind of end with the idea of peace be with you and be with everyone. Native American, aho. So we have to take it from the prayer to the counterpart under that of making it real. Yeah. It's beautiful, I think. You've, you've hit on the one thing that can turn everything around without exception. Right. Without exception is the key word. There is no exception to this. It works. 
Well, the people that you mentioned, they didn't just change the behavior of each other. They changed the behavior of violent criminals. And I think saying that that has been proven, people can say, oh, yeah, that's proven, that's proven. No, feel the, the magnitude of that, what that implies. Because we're talking a 43% decrease in violent crime. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And violent crime wasn't being done by the nice people. It was being done by some people who were not meditating, at least not the same way. And once that's proven, it's in our hands to take it where it has been needing to be taken for a long time. That's it. We have the power. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Cousins. That was beautiful. Thank you, Richard. It's always fun to, to sit and brainstorm and talk with you. Very nice. And this week of preparation is important, so we should yeah. use it. Make your mind stronger. Exercise it so when it's so we can use it. Right. I mean there's so much to talk about with that and we'll do it more next week. But when you say work to make your mind stronger, this is not this kind of stronger. It has to be totally relaxed and focused. Right, of course. Yeah. Okay. Again, peace be with you. We'll see you next time. Wow. This is why we're having these conversations, you guys. And, you know, we if you look at history of the world, and Dr. Cousins was mentioning back to 2014 and 2014 and before, this cycle of people killing each other and one side taking over and then the other side taking over and then all this deception and treachery and murder and, you know, abuse going on worldwide has been going on in a cycle for at least tens of thousands of years on this planet. It's not one of the more advanced places in the creation, you might say. I mean, it's, it's funny to me that people have talked about, is there or is there not intelligent life on other planets? Well, wait a minute, that nobody's shown intelligent life on this planet yet. We should start there. And with the basics and, and what Dr. Cousins was bringing up, the idea that physical events and people and their actions are affected, not just can be affected, but are affected by our consciousness and our focus. It's like a tool being put in your hands that is beyond the power of any number of bombs, but on the positive, potentially positive side. This can be used positive or negative. And what I've found is that the top level rulers above the human level and some of the top level human rulers of the current planetary situation know about this. So they're pouring in essentially a meditation of fear, conflict, division, the idiocy of racism that nobody in their right mind would ever fall for, um, division and hatred between countries and between religions who are saying, no, my religion is right. My God is more loving. I have to kill you for your own good. This kind of thing that indicates not a very high level of self-awareness. Uh, has been going on for a really long time. And even the so-called good kings and good rulers and 
good presidents and stuff have, have not broken out of this cycle. You know, a lot of ancient history is full of kings that are shown as really great kings. Well, they still killed countless numbers of people to prove that their system was the best. We have the chance to break that cycle, and it's not done with physical tools, although the physical actions are still important. It's done by realizing the, the power that we have flowing through us, not as little ego gods or some nonsense like that, but the overall spirit that everybody came from, aside from religions, is actually real. And we have a connection to it, but you can be aware of it or not aware of it. And I'm not talking about in theory or religion or belief, because I've, I've experienced the horrific actions of people of every religion who were absolutely devout, but they were still devoted underneath that to really dark energy. If we get that cleaned in ourselves and learn how to totally relax and project like in the water experiment was projected at the glass of water by Emoto's lab techs. That's the biggest fear of the top-level rulers that are in charge, that we'll wake up to that and use it before they finish exterminating life on the planet, which is their plan. And I suggest that we do wake up and use it. And so I really support Dr. Cousin's idea of worldwide meditation every day, and the ultimate thing with meditation is to get to the point of realizing that you are meditating all day, every day, but what are you meditating on? You know, you're devoted to a mantra, what is it? You're sending blessings and cursing to everybody all day, all night, as if it was your religion, even though you don't know it. So are you brave enough to become aware of it and then learn how to use it in a healing manner? and find out how much power it has. I, I suggest that we do that. So um, drcousins.com is his website. Stay in touch with that. We're going to hear about more details of the worldwide meditation plan that he's got next week. Hope you'll be here for that. And lostartsradio.com is our site. You can stay in touch with our main shows and where we're on the air, where we're still available. And Planetary Healing Club is our private group that meets once a week for anybody in the world can join us in that and that's specifically to change your own life as a microcosm of the world situation and because it's connected learn about not just in theory this idea that we can affect the whole world but learn to use it and as i said during the conversation i think that in this chapter of existence our time for doing that is limited and we need to reassess priorities this is a high priority and we can do it we've got unlimited potential and we've got a lot of beliefs of what's impossible and they're deep beliefs they're not in your official religion or your official belief they're in your gut and if you believe in in a deep subconscious way that you can't do anything you'll find out that you're right you can't do anything it's like was it Vince Lombardi who said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're, you're right. <laughs> he was an inspiring football coach, but he was right about a lot of things in general life. And this is one of them. So it's time to uh, access what flows through us that's unlimited. 
and you bring yourself in harmony with that so you can use it. Intent for healing everybody, not hating anybody at all because you understand in the language of frequency that if you're cursing somebody, which means you're condemning them in your feelings and you are hating them, that's what you're sending to yourself. And you don't have to convince the malicious world leaders in a debate. This affects them if you learn how to do it. So anyway, that's what we're working on at planetaryhealingclub.com. Feel free to address questions on that if you want to send them in. We've got contact forms on lostartsradio.com. And uh, help us spread the links, get over censorship and that sort of thing. And if you can afford to help us in our commercial-free broadcasts on weekends and during the week, uh, donations are really appreciated and used uh, well for our nonprofit. That's at lostartsradio.com. The donate button or subscribe star link is there too. Either one works fine. Or if you want to use a mailing address, it's also listed. Um, so we chose the commercial free means because, you know, not that we can do this without money, but I don't want anything that we recommend or speak for or against on the show to be only because we're trying to get money. So anyway, that's what we're doing at the moment. Help us survive and activate projects that are on hold due to lack of funds. And that would be appreciated if you can. But even above that, take care of yourself. Get your physical health back. Wake up your consciousness potential. Because I see that's the uh, that's the key, as Dr. Cousin said. That's what can turn this around, but we need to do it starting now. So thanks for being here. Stay in touch. LostArtsRadio.com. Take care of yourself. It's the most generous thing you could do because then you have more to give. And we'll meet you here next time. Take it easy. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. 
And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big text platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channel at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.